Ruchim Haboyim, Shem Hashem, Hashem, welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Yes, I got questions last week from people. Rabbi, you're going to give a Shir this week? Erev Pesach, some busy, so much happening, so much going on. And I guess here I am. Here we are because Tera cannot be pushed off, Tera cannot be pushed away, Tera cannot be stopped. Tera has to be learned. And when it's a kavua, something that's done on a regular basis, one cannot break the kavua. Nidonishmas, Ruzlan Basrachana, and Ezra, Nidonishmas, Shimon, Ben Yitzchak, and Masha Bas Yitzchak. The Shabbos will be Shabbos Pesach. Hopefully we'll go into a few halachas, how that works. And it's also Pasha's Achre, according to the Teda, the Chitas that we learned this week. However, since we're not laning Achre, we're going to lane Achre by Mincha again, Shabbos. And next week again, the Chitas will be Achre. And the following Shabbos will be and therefore again we will not be leading Pashas Achrei so again the Chitas for the third week in a row will be Achrei and then finally the Shabbos Pashas Achrei Mayus will be the Shabbos the subsequent Shabbos which means if we leaned last Shabbos Mincha Achrei Monday and Thursday, Achrei is three. This Shabbos will be fourth time Achrei. Next Shabbos, Mincha will be the fifth time Achrei. Monday and Thursday will be the sixth and seventh time Achrei. And then Shabbos, the eighth time Achrei. So we'll have, in essence, eight times within, yes. Mm-hmm. And, sorry. So therefore, it's only apropos to talk this Shabbat, talk this year, discuss Hilchus Pesach, and to discuss Pesach, or, and, and or, slash, and or. The, the Haggadah Shal Pesach. The Haggadah Shal Pesach is a very, very deep, deep, Call it safer, call it tefillah, um, call it. It, it. It's encompassed in many different things. Within, which is, of course, the story of Yitzhipa Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, the beauty of the Seder night and what goes on in the Seder night. The reminiscence of Karben Pesach, and so much more. Most important of the Haggadah of Pesach is the Vihigadata Levincha. Teach your child. And therefore, Pesach. 
the mainstay theme of Pesach is education. Education to our children. Think about it. The Yom Tif, with the most possible stress, with the most possible pressure, financially and mentally, everything costs so much money. One of the my friends was I don't know he's not a penny pincher per se, but he's he knows numbers. A nine by thirteen aluminum pan, um, I think he said by the hundred was a year ago. X amount of money, and this year it's two hundred percent more. The same case. Go to the gas station. You'll see what's going on. Go to get matzahs and see what's going on. Try to buy chicken and see what's going on. So, needless to say, it's quite a difficult task to keep up with Pesach. Not only difficult task to keep up with Pesach, but to keep yourself sane. It's this Yamtif, this very same Yamtif, where we try to keep ourselves sane, that we find ourselves with the task of educating the children. <laughs> On this Yamtif, out of all Yamtavim, it's not Purim, where everybody's so happy and joyous and jumping up and down. Not sukkis, where we have the beautiful lulav and esrig, and we sit in our sukkah, which sometimes could be a little discomforting because it gets a little weather, depending on the weather, especially if it rains. And sometimes sukkah comes out at the later part of the year; it's freezing in the sukkah. Shavuos, matan teda. We receive the teda. We celebrate the receiving of the teda eating dairy foods on the meal, have a whole milchka meal, and it's children most, for the most part, love the cheesecakes and the blintzes and all the other things that, that are made on Pesach. Unfortunately, today's generation is quote-unquote lactose intolerant, and therefore <coughs> they can't really... But they have substance. They have today the Things you make it up, but okay, but it's not the same because that you can eat with the facial meal as well, the tofu cakes and all these things. So sure, it's about tater. Discussing the, the receiving of the tater, the cheder, veneno arevim. Our children will be the, the uh, guarantors for the tater. They should be the time of chinuch. When is vigamta levincha? The most stressful and high pressured holiday that they could possibly be. Pesach. I don't want this to sound like a psychology class. I don't want it to sound like a uh, therapy class, therapy session. 
simply saying, yeah. Just direct them to know where to put it. It doesn't have the paperwork. Okay, let me know. I'm in the middle of giving a share. <laughs> All right, thanks. Okay, that was missing chickens. I'm sorry. Apologize for that rudeness of answering the phone, but I had to find out where my chickens are for Yantiv. I have to give our chickens to people. And he says he doesn't know where they are. He definitely had an order for me, but he doesn't know where they are. Okay, Shem will help. Education, chinuch, vigata levincha, ana yamtiv like Pesach. Look at the pressure we're going under. There are no chickens to give, there are no chickens to get. Chickens. Comes the Pesach. Clean this and clean that. Oh no, don't walk in that room anymore. That room's clean for Pesach. Don't bring chametz in here. Don't bring me cookies in here. Don't eat bagel in here. What do you mean? Why are you hungry? You're hungry. I gave you a boiled egg before. Oh, it was five hours ago. Sorry. I'll find something for you. Oh, here's a banana. We're cooking for Yomtev now. We don't really have the food to give. I mean, you have, you're cooking a filter fish. You're going to give a kid a slice of filter fish now. You're cooking your meat, so you, whatever you're cooking. And the kid wants to eat breakfast. The kid wants to eat lunch. And that's the time. We got it to the vincha. That's the time we're told we have to educate the children. Dust is not chametz, as Spinker ever said, and some Shimon Dvarkin quotes it. Dust is not chametz, and children are not kosher for carbon Pesach. We cannot beat up on the children because we're under stress and pressure. And we're not even talking about the financial. What is the lesson here? Our lesson is straightforward. We need to keep the focus on no matter what is going on in our hachonis of Pesach, our preparations. We're doing this all for the children. A fellow came to sell chametz last night. And we're talking about the different chumras, different stringencies. In my house, we make hamaytzi on the matzah, we eat our kazesim of matzah, we roll up the plastic tablecloth that was just used, and we throw that out, the matzah gets put away, and that's it until Afi Kaiman. We don't see matzah. We don't mix matzah with anything. He says, whoa, you're so strict. 
That's so stringent. You can have matzah with your fish. You can have matzah. This is, he says, I even saw people, while they're chewing the gazai, it's matzah, drink water because it's so dry. Rabbi, can I drink water with matzahs in my mouth? Call and find out for the rabbi. Don't, I'm not giving a psak, a blank, blanket psak din. Is it considered, quote-unquote, gibrox, as we call it, when it's in the mouth? It's also questionable. Many different things that you have, you have to answer. Many of which are probably not as problematic as we make it. However, we got to live in We need to educate the children. Someone once asked the Meshgiach and the wine, the wine company, the wine, whatever you want to call it, if he's got to add water, the wine is a little too strong for him, can he add water to it? And the Meshgiach told him, whatever water is allowed to be put in, we put in already. In order to be eaten with wine, you have to leave it the way it is. You can't add water. Yet we give the children grape juice to drink. And four cups. And we make sure they drink all the four cups. We gotta tell the vincha. We need to teach, educate the children. The children need to know, the children need to understand, and the children need to have a love for a holiday. When you are screaming and yelling and jumping up and down, banging and throwing things, you are not giving the children a good taste in their mouth for the yomtiv. They will resent the yomtiv. So, you tell that today to a family, a 35, 40-year-old guy, and he says, you know something? <laughs> they did it in my house, and I resent this yomtiv. <coughs> You're only going through the motions. Why? Why? It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful yomtiv. Yes, there are stringencies. But hagufa. Those stringencies within themselves are educational. Those stringencies within themselves gives us a, a, a push, gives us a, a, a drive to want to be a better Jew. Yes, I put on film every day, but I don't put it on uh, so long. I sometimes dive in a little faster. The Seder of the Pesach shows us, no, this is a, a mitzvah needs to be done full-heartedly. And you have the person that opens the Haggadah and, and says it off like the Ashiyatzar, and let's get the eating. Why? Pachimu, Lama, Porque, Porqua, why? What are you thinking? Yomtiv, this Haggadah is so rich and so full of Mepharshim. Your children all come home with different goddess and different pirushim. Let them read. Oh, I have to eat the matzah if he came before chatzos. Nebuch, cut your meal shorter. Child wants to say advarteda, you be quiet and let the child say advarteda. 
You're tired? No. Next time take a nap. The Seder needs to be glorious, regal, beautiful, laden with... with, with, with the Mishchalach says, any silver that we have that we could possibly put on the table that's not on the Chomet's table usually should be put on the table to glorify and to beautify the Seder. The children should look at the Seder table and say, oh, I love the Seder table. And to have a pillow to lean over on when we drink the cases, when we're eating the matzah. To show the royalty, the regal part of the Seder again. You spelled your wine, you wild animal. You knocked over your cup. But the cup is sitting there. Obviously, something's going to happen. We need to pour the second cup when we stop Magid. And they lift it up, and by the Hishamda, and we pour off by the by the by the makas, etc., etc. All the things that happen with that cup. A cup spilled on the table. But the, my my matzah, my matzah got wet, and my matzahs are pesach matzahs. My matzahs are the first aleph aleph matzahs. My matzah this mother. Hand of Hashem. What do you show your child at that point in time? Your self-control and love of Hashem. Your emuna and bitochen in Hashem. By screaming, yelling, banging and throwing things, you're showing that you, Chas don't believe in Hashem. Easier said than done. You try it. Baruch Hashem. I have the merit to have grandchildren here by the Seder. And I think the last time that we had almost this amount of grandchildren by the Seder, just the Manashtana itself took over an hour. Every single child is put on a chair, a pedestal, a stand up in their high chair, whatever it is, to say what they know of the Manashtana. And everyone is asked to sit quietly throughout. Read a Sefer, read a, read a Agoda. There's plenty to read in English and Hebrew. Or like they do in the Shekhanach says, you give the children filberts to play with so that they can keep them busy. Today there are so many different books for children with cutouts, with, not cutouts, with flaps, with this, with gents that you, the children can read during the Seder to keep them entertained, especially <clears throat> when somebody else is saying Advartera or another child is saying the Manishtana. And we'll soon discuss the power of the child talking and asking the Manishtana. Asking the questions. In the time that is Alakai, it was commonplace to hear that women, no, people were, were possessed with debooking, possessed with spirits, demons. And one such case, a woman was possessed, 
and uh, these are Chai sent Chai Vital, his student, Chai student, to go get it, get rid of it. And Chai Vital walked into the room, and the woman turned to the wall, and the Dibuk said, "I can't look at the Shina." I can't look at something so holy. And you're here. Chaim Vital asked the Dibuk, what gave you the right to possess this woman? By the way, this is a story that you're supposed to tell by the Seder. And the woman, and the Dibuk said, in the olden days you lighted the fire, you took two stones, you banged them together to light the fire. She was banging her stones together, the fire wasn't lighting and this, this, finally she swore and said, let it go to the devil. And by that, the Dibbuk was able to possess her. Chaim Vital said, I don't buy that. What's the real story? The real story is, she doesn't believe in Yetzirah Mitzrayim. She doesn't believe that the Jews left Egypt, she doesn't believe the miracles happened, she doesn't believe in Pesach, she doesn't believe anything. She sits by the Seder, and although she looks like she's this wonderful woman and this Sadekisel, she's not Teche Kebare, she's not, the inside is not like the outside, and therefore she mocks everything she hears, and laughs about it, and therefore I was able to possess her. To which Rechaim Vital asked her, Do you believe in Pesach? She says, Yes. Do you believe in Tzitzim Tzayim? She says, Yes. Do you regret all the thoughts you had? He has yes. And at which point he got rid of the Dibuk. Sorry, one second. said, she regrets what she said and thought, and therefore, the Dibbuk was taken out. This is what the power of the Pesach Seder is. This is what the Kedusha of the Pesach Seder is. And therefore, Therefore, it's so severe that this action, this thoughts that this woman had, caused such a severe punishment.
the Seder, the Haggadah. We read, there were four sons. And the four sons also go in accordance to the four cups of wine that we drink. Unlike the three matzahs that we have. The four sons, the, the Agada says, the Bala Agada writes, Echad Chacham, the Echad Rasha, the Echad Tom, the Echad She'ena Yidea One is a wise, one is a wicked, one is a simple, one is one that does not know how to ask even. First question, why do we put next to the Chacham the Rasha? The Rosh is the evil son, he should be the last one to talk about. Also, the answer to the Rosh, if you would have been there, you wouldn't have been redeemed. <laughs> what a shock. If you would have been there, you wouldn't have been redeemed. So in that case, you have nothing to do with this whole thing. So why even that good even? You would have been left with those other Jews that were killed by Marcus Bechelis. So why are you even mentioned here, Nagoda? And more so, the writing of the Arizal Chai writes, as we said, the four cups coincide with the four sons. What did the second cup do to deserve to be matched up with the Russia? On, over the second cup, as we said before, we recite the main part of the Agada. We understand from what the Gemara says, if you're keeping score at home, it's in Sanhedrin, famous Gemara, Memdalar Amar Aleph, 44, side 1. Yisrael, why do you keep doing that? Afa Pishachota Yisrael. A Jew, even if Chas Shalom he does a sin, commits a sin, he's still, he's still a Jew. Every Jew, in whatever situation they might be, has a Jewish spark, an Akuda Pintlayid, and that dwells within the Holy Neshama. And Chassidus explains this is why it doesn't say Echad Chacham. And, Rosh, and another is a Rasha. It says Echad Rasha. Also, the Rasha has Echad. The godliness, the spark, the perpetual Hashem Echad within him. Side note with Echad. When Rechman al-Itzlan, there's a problem. He didn't then to call out, Give out! It's terrible. When something is magnificent, they say it's givaldic. It's amazing. What letters do we add for gival? What's going on over here? What letters do we add from gewalt to givaldic? Okay, new computer, I'm getting funky. Yud and Gimel. The Yud Gimel make Ig. Yud Gimel is Gematria 13. Numerical value is 13. 
the same numerical value as Echot. Recording, it's just got a funny picture. So, therefore, even he is referred to as Echot, because this is what we have to bring the Ben Rasha to the table. We bring him to the Seder still, he comes to the Seder in order to educate him and to awaken that Nakuda of Echot within him. And it's not, the Teda is not prepared to in any which way, form or fashion look away from that. And therefore it says, The Teda talks about, the Teda talks about the four different sons. Because even though Yisrael, who? Even though Chaz Shalom he sinned, he's Jewish. Also the Jew that sinned is still called with that name. The Rashi Tevis of Yisrael is Yesh Shishim Nivu Asis the Teda, 600,000 letters in the Teda, just like they're bound in the entire Teda, and each letter needs is relevant, and without one letter, Hashem, the Teda becomes, becomes unfit, so too, each and every Jew is a part of Am Yisrael and without them we cannot exist. We need to exist and coexist with each and every one of our brethren, brothers and sisters. And there are times where a person does things that are outlandish. And you wonder, how is that person even walking the streets or still alive? Tells us the Tater that there's tshuva, and it's acceptable tshuva, and it's very drastic what the person might have done, but the person can always do tshuva. And we need to find in our hearts, if anything was done to us, to forgive. So in that case, who can bring our son, the Russia under the wing? Who can bring him back into the fold? Not the Tom, not the simple boy, not the Shani Day initial. They themselves need help. But the Chacham, the best of them all, he can do it. He has the Koyach to awaken within the Russia the Echad of his Nefesh the Jewish spark and point which is in him, within him. Therefore the Russia is sat next to the Chacham to help him to alleviate his pain and to move him along in life. And therefore the Taylor gives us a double lesson. To the Russia he says, don't give up. 
you will have to abandon the ways that you have adapted and there is hope for you. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts them together with the Chacham so that he can understand well his ways and that he can help him along. And the Chacham of Teda himself says, Ma'aliv in the Russia. What are you putting me next to the Russia for? What is this? What are you trying to get? Get what message are you trying to give me? We're telling you, you have your mission to reach out and to help the fellow Jew. It's not an easy, easy task. You need to work very hard so that you can enter and elevate the heart of the Russia and to kindle the flame of his soul. And therefore, we say the mainstay part of the Agada is Dafka Shaykh to the Russia. Dafka on the second cup. How do we bring him closer? By saying, If you would have been there, you would not have been redeemed. We're not telling you, you're a lowlife and we don't want to have you here. Had you been there, there would not have been anyone to help you. There in Egypt, before Mount Tera, you would not have been redeemed for anything. But now that we are the Bachar Bonami Kolom, we're the chosen nation to Akash Baruch Baruchu made this pact, cut this pact with us, with each and every Jew in Hasinai. Now we have the guarantee no Jew will be left behind, no Jew is pushed away. And therefore, you too will be redeemed in the Geula Amitis Vashlema. You too will join us. With Mashiach Tzidkenu. So my dear child, pick up your socks, put together your pieces, <coughs> I didn't sit you next to a tzaddik and call you a rasha. Unfortunately, you consider yourself a rasha. Your brother here doesn't consider himself a tzaddik. He's simply a chocham. He's the wise child. He's smart. He's learned. He knows his stuff. And therefore, I sat you next to him so he could help you. So he can guide you. So he could put you where you need to be and how you need to be and when you need to be there. That's why you're sitting next to the Chacham. Literally, we are not trying to put you down. We're trying to lift you up.
We're trying to give you credibility. We're trying to give you credence. Trying to give you peace of mind. We're trying to give you hope and education. Understand who you are. Understand your true value. Understand what you can become. Understand what kind of special neshama you actually have. The Dibuk or the Yitzhahara is so hard working against you. There's obviously much more to you than your eye sees, than your mind thinks, than your heart feels. Allow yourself to be educated. Allow yourself to be brought into the fold. Allow yourself to receive the unconditional love that's being poured upon you. And thereby, move on. Forge ahead. Do what you have to. Become who you have to. Prepare yourself for Geulah Mitzvah because you too are joining us because no, no Jew will be left behind. And you, my dear Chacham, your Echad, you're one with God, you need to utilize as well. You need to apply it properly. And the application is by helping by reaching out, by educating those around you. If you know Aleph, you teach it to another boy who doesn't. If you know Aleph and Bayes and someone only knows Aleph, you teach them Bayes. Every little drop that you can do, you can impart, that you can give over to another person, you do. And that will bring you to where you need to be. And if you find yourself at a Seder, where no one else is ready to talk, or nobody else can listen, nobody else can do. And you don't feel <coughs> properly geared up for this. Take what you can. Use what you can. Apply what you can. And if the person is doing something that looks different, and looks like it might be comets, it might be wrong by the Seder, Look away. If you can possibly, in a proper way, educate and tell the person, fine. If you can't, also good. Do not apply yourself to anything or to anyone that will ultimately cause discomfort or take away the joy of the Seder and of the Yamtiv. During the Holocaust, not before anybody was in, in concentration camps, there was a lot going down. And of course, there was a shortage of everything. They couldn't get wheat, they couldn't get this, they couldn't get that. The Skolena Rebbe saw what was going on, and he threw himself into action, into motion. And he managed to bake a guzma, cow's matzahs, whatever it was. There was so much needed, so many more matzahs needed. What to do? So he decided to distribute one matzah a person, at least you'll have one matzah, one kezayis during one seder. 
And the Yidin were lined up waiting to receive their one precious matzah. They must have been pretty thick because they were able to behold the whole as whole, but okay. Suddenly on the line appears a little boy. And he says, Rebbe, I want three matzahs. Zingela. Only one. Everybody gets only one. This is a Rebbe, please. My father is the Rebbe of Sered Vizhnitz. He asked me to beg you to give him three matzahs. He knew who this man was. He knew how tzaddik this man was. He gave the boy three matzahs. Three precious matzahs. Out of Pesach, the little boy shows up by the Skolena Rebbe with two matzahs in his hand. He says, what's this? He says, my father asked me to take three matzahs. He knew that the Skolena Rebbe would not keep three matzahs for himself. He'll give away every last matzah except for one matzah for himself, like everybody else. And it's not right. The Skolan Rebbe should have three matzahs for his Seder. So he asked me to get him three matzahs at the time, so that if I have the, so he has those two matzahs to put away, which he did for today. And now I bring you these two matzahs so that. You have three matzahs for the Seder. This is Achtus. <coughs> Unity of Klal Yisrael. This is the Echod. The Echod Chochem. The Echod Rasha. Therefore we read, Kama Mailais Tevais Lamokimalinu. How many good attributes were given by the Avishta to us? We praise God on the miracles of Itzias Mitzrayim. And amongst these Mailais Tevis we say, Ilu Karolanas Hayam Vilevirana Besechi Bakarova Dayenu. Had he split the yam and not crossed us over in the dry, it would have been sufficient. Davud Raham translates, explains, Here we confess or profess like Arish Baruch Hu, on the fact that he took us across the yam by Yabosha on dry land. How wonderful this was, not in mud and in tar and tit that would have been on the ground. Same also, if we would have been taken over in the mud, we'd still be happy. Well, how much so? How much more? How much happier are we that it was dry? The question is, what's the maila? Why such an important, great point that we should mention? Between the Mailis Tavis, 
like Kriyas Shams of Matan Teda, going into the cell, the building of the Besamidash, the fact that we drove, walked across the Yamsuf in the dry land and not in the mud. Spiritually speaking, the spirituality, the spiritual part of Kriyas Yamsuf, the division between the water and the drought and the dry land. is everything on the dry land is revealed. And we see it, where everything in the water is hidden. And within the water is hidden. The water reflects, symbolizes the the upper spheres, the upper worlds, which are hidden from us. This is what Kriyas Yamsov did. Took the hidden part and split it and revealed it to us here on this world. In a person's work, in a person's daily life and toil, the concept of Kriya Samsuf during davening, a person has all the different thoughts that need to, except for the devotions that the person has to have for God. But have the person devote themselves and dedicate themselves throughout the tefillah throughout the davenings, they reveal the actual deepest part of their souls. Thereafter, when the person goes to work to the mundane world, this now brings and elevates everything, raises up the feeling of the haughtiness of the person. Therefore now we need the union of Kriyas Yamsuf, where the truth is that godliness lights up our souls the entire day. So even when the truth, the true godliness, lights up in the soul of the person, it could be that this is not yet what's totally within the person. There still could be within the person, within the depths of the person's heart and mind, the concept of haughtiness and of self-sufficiency, self-love. But when we have the nullification to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we bring out the light of our soul during davening, we cause all this to dissipate. Not destroy it, but we melt it. The fullness, the essence of the Kriya Samsuf, when the Yam turned to Chorova, turned to dry, when the godly light entered and penetrated to the premius of the person, so he didn't give any kind of feeling of haughtiness any longer, self-importance. He feels only his attachment and connection to God. And this is the praise that we praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You took us over in it in dry, not in mud, 
the symbolic representation of the mud is that there's part of water remaining within it. Part of the hidden that has to be revealed, that we want revealed, is still hidden within us. But it's not Yam Mamish, it's not the water itself which is totally hidden. There's still something there that we feel from within ourselves. And this is the Maila Teva, this is the great Maila. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu split the Yam entirely and gave us the Kayak to get rid of everything entirely, the, anything bad. And to turn it over to good. And Kriyas Yamsuf gives us the capacity, the capability to turn over all the bad, even within the premiums, until it does not remain even a drop, even an iota, a shemetz, from the haughtiness, from the gaiva. And this kayak is given when? When they split the Yamsuf. And by splitting the Yamsuf and revealing that this is now the true part of the Geula, Hamitis HaShlema, Ayyadei Mashiach Tzidkenu. Therefore, when we sit down by the Seder, and we partake in the Seder, and we see the greatness and the holiness of what goes on by the Seder, we need to educate the Yigadetzalavincha. We need to tell our children how great, how how omnipresent is God and how we need to be totally subservient entirely to God and the Chazal enumerates many different things of the redemption of the Eden from Mitzrayim amongst them is Emuna Emuna and Gula as we spoke before the Dam Pesach, the Karben Pesach, the Dam Mila, the blood of Mila, the Mitzvah of Brismila, the Chayre. These three things, Dam Pesach, Dam Mila, the Emuna, are totally don't connect. But yet, deeply, if we look into it, they're all one entity. The leaving of Mitzrayim was a, something that was impossible. Mitzrayim was a total sovereignty no slave ever escaped from. And it says, as I just said, no slave ever escaped from Mitzrayim. Even spiritually. There was no place for a person to leave these restrictions of Mitzrayim. And therefore the Jews were therefore soaked and enveloped in the 49 gates of Tumah. And the Chazal tell us, 
Eilav David Zara Eilav David Zara. These served David Zara and these did as well. So why were they redeemed? What merit? <coughs> By revealing the true inner love to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The wanting to be one with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is the love of a child, of a father to a child. You don't need questions, you don't need any connections, it's unconditional. When this love is revealed, we don't deny the fact that B'nai Yisrael were in the lowest of low. HaKash Baruch Hu came from the highest of high, came down to them and redeemed them. Save them and redeem them, as it says in the Agada. But still, in all B'nai Yisrael, are asked, are required to prepare a vessel in which the Avas Atzmis, this Avas Atzmis of love of God, is resting. What is the vessel? Hemuna. This Hemuna was also something that a person could not understand in his essence. Because if it's understood in the Seichel, it's understood in the actual appearance the way it is, you wouldn't need a Muna. You wouldn't need belief. A Muna comes through Dafke when a person sees, according to Seichel, things that are totally different, and yet, it comes through the other way. It comes through... Uh, not understandably. And therefore, Amuna built the basis of Geula. But we still needed to bring about a physical, something that remains Amuna in the heart itself is not enough. A part of Amuna that is be above Seichel, the bringing of the Karim Pesach and the Dhamma Karim Pesach was the Shepsalah that they worshipped in Egypt. And of course the Dhamma Mila. The bringing of the Pesach <coughs> had no hands or feet. Nobody imagined why they, why they were doing that. As we said, this is the God of Egypt. And shechting it, etc. You're hitting directly the beliefs of the Egyptians. But the Jews acted in Messias Nefesh. A tchun and nafshis totally not understandable. And they kept the mitzvah impeccably. Also the Brismila, foundation of the mitzvah, another one that we totally don't understand. What kesher sikhli is there? What could there possibly be between a child and HaKadosh Baruch Hu? But this Mila showed on the actual connection, the root, the essence, that is Mekayim, the whole essence of a Jew, between a Jew and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is something that's totally not understandable with the normal seichel of a person. 
Therefore, these three things, they all show how a person is above the actual seichel of the person. They show one unit, unite, one unified message. The belief shows on the things that are not understandable even to the neshama. The mila shows on how it gets totally engraved within the body. And the Pesach goes into the Amuna itself of the person, so it prevents the person. And these merits, the Bnei Yisrael were merited to redeem, be redeemed from Mitzrayim, from the worst of exiles. And this too will bring about the redemption of this exile, Rechmanu Litzlan. Friday afternoon by Minchel. <coughs> we say the Karim Pesach. The salt water needs to be prepared on Friday. The Chareis is prepared on Friday. Nothing's allowed to be cooked on Shabbos. And we need to wait a substantial time on Matzah Shabbos, the first Seder, after the first, the first day of Yom Tif, to in order to start the second Maidiv, because the Svira Sa'ema needs to be counted. We need to start counting the Svira from the second night of Pesach till Shavuos. And therefore, the Svira needs to be done by night, and also we need to wait until Yom Tif is over. The Kiddush Friday, on Friday night starts with Yom Hashishi, and the Kiddush in, on Matzah Shabbos ends with the Avdallah. Mavdul ben Kedish the Kedish, they will be separated from all the other mundane things in the world and we go into the Ula Tahira Amen Kenya Natsun Akasha Afrela Khan Pesach and I go Chavis to all.